Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. And tonight we're going to be talking about the Yuan Wuping film, True Legend, which came out in 2010. And this is a movie about Beggar So. There are a lot of movies about this character, and this is one of the more recent ones. And also, I think it was uh, sort of a directorial uh, return for Yuan Wuping when it came out. And Michelle Yeoh had a had a, a key role in it, and there's also uh, some important um, uh, appearances by other people like David Carradine, who are somewhat of a surprise. Uh, so, so yeah, so we, we, we're, we're back after a long break, and obviously we're shaking off a little bit of the rust here, but uh, Dion, what did you think of this movie when you saw it? I thought it was a very good movie. It was very interesting. I actually watched it twice. Um, I like getting the background on historical characters and I've seen Beggar So in little roles in other movies, but this one was the first one that I've seen that he was front and center and the main character in. Yeah. And I, I, I remember when this movie first came out, I saw it or not like, not in the theater, but like when it came out, like on, on DVD or on, on streaming services, I remember seeing it within the first year or so and I remember really liking it but I only saw it that once and I haven't seen it in a long time and so a lot of uh, I knew I liked it but I I, I really uh, decided that it's a it's quite a good film on on a second viewing I didn't watch it twice in a row like you did so it's maybe not as fresh in my head but but also I some of the things that sort of surprised me about it were how brutal the movie is. I, I remember liking the film, but I, I was, I, I had forgotten how horrific some of the moments in the film were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, just from the, I remember when it was advertised and I remember seeing the poster of the weird looking guy that was bald with the things on his body. And I'm kind of like, mm, yeah, I probably won't see that. And then I had put it on my watch list as something to see. And then when I watched it, I was like, I probably should have saw this a while ago. It was a good movie, but you're right. There are some brutal, brutal scenes. And, uh, and we'll get into those in a moment, but I just was, I just was kind of surprised because I, I'd really forgotten about that. I knew it was tragic. Like I, like, like the movie is about how, he and his sworn brother have a falling out and his sworn brother or what is he he's his adopted brother really right adopted like yeah. brother yeah they're not sworn so, brothers so the situation is rather complicated uh Be- Begerso's father killed this man's father and then adopted him and his sister into the family as his own and then Begerso goes on to become a great soldier and marries the 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 sister and has a baby with her and the the brother, uh, what was his name? His name was, was Yuan. Was that his name? Yes. Yeah. So Yuan, he's kind of got like envy and and jealousy, and he obviously has something really weird going on with his sister too. That it, it, it wasn't a hundred percent clear to me if it was like getting into Scarface territory, but it was definitely unusual his fixation on his sister. And what all this leads to is, number one, he he has to get revenge for his, the death of his father, so he kills Beggar So's real father, who is his adopted father. And he tries to... 
he try he basically tries to return to the household and establish himself as the new head of the household I would say over yes. over the sister and and Begerso's child uh, his nephew he and Begerso have a fight and then Begerso gets tossed off of a bridge into a waterfall and the wife rather than remain behind with the child jumps off the bridge and joins him and then there's this long period where he's sort of lost in the wilderness on a mountain recovering under the care of Michelle Yeoh's character and eventually after he kind of goes mad in order to recover and train like we're going to talk about that on its own because it's very involved and complicated but he goes crazy and he has these hallucinations of these masters and he trains under them and then just before he's ready to go confront the brother the the wife leaves ahead of him because she thinks he's gone crazy to go get the son back and this leads to a terrible tragedy where the the brother buries the wife in a box in the forest kills all the people that knows where she is so that if he loses the fight she has to die with him and the end result is that she dies and beggar so and his son end up becoming beggars and wander around and then there's this climax where they fight at a uh on like a Laitai platform at, at this uh, I don't know what it was it was some kind of fighting hall slash brothel slash opium den yeah it was a weird with with lions or tigers underneath the, the platform and, and yeah. all these things and so it, it so by the end of the movie it becomes a film about uh, Chinese versus Westerners who are sort of you know brutalizing the local Chinese people and Beggar so re- regains the, their 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 honor on the platform uh, by by kicking a lot of butt basically, and and so it's I don't know it's it's got a very weird structure, wouldn't you say? Like, yeah, um, I could have done without the ending that they had. For me, if it had stopped where Beggar Sue and his son Beggar So and his son ended up just wandering and then they put like little blurbs of what happened to him after that on the screen I would have been fine um to me the kind of end that it had fighting the westerners was almost anticlimactic for me now here's here's what I think number one it was written by a woman named Christine Tochi Long who also wrote Fearless and I feel like I haven't seen Fearless in a while but this is very reminiscent of Fearless. In fact, there's a bunch of scenes, like you know the scene where they're fighting, where all of the uh, the clay jars of alcohol are, and the uh-huh. jars are getting smashed. There's a scene a lot like that in Fearless, except it has a little bit more of an introspective feel because it's it, it, it's just done differently. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. there's a lot of moments like that, and there's also a lot of again, it's been a long time since I've seen Fearless, but what I remember of it is the the main character has a similar trajectory, and he also has this thing that happens to him where he ends up recovering on a mountain where these rice fields are being planted under the care of a blind woman or something along those lines. And then eventually, it has a kind of similar ending where he faces off against Westerners, I think, on a, on a platform like that. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that's similar, but I don't remember all the details. I'd have to watch it again, and hopefully we'll get a chance to, because I think it would be an interesting discussion. So I think maybe they... My, what I'm wondering is if they brought her in as the writer 
because maybe Yuan Wuping wanted to do a fearless type story with Beggar So or something. Do you know what I mean? Because right. Because it, it got it, it. It has a lot of. I remember it having a lot of similarities. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but my memory of Fearless is that there was a lot of things that were kind of close to what happens in this movie. Um, but this movie has a lot of unique elements, like the this this is one of the best representations I think of Venom Kung Fu in a movie. I, I really like the way that they handle the Venom stuff. I don't know if you agree, because I, I imagine you have strong opinions about Venoms. But how, how did you feel about the Venom element? No, I I thoroughly enjoyed the, the Venom element. I thought it was really well done. It was not, like, completely, totally out there, but it was very realistic to me. Like, it was more realistic than the original... Five Deadly Venoms movie, like you know, the style would have been more realistic than say that, what, which what, was. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Which was portrayed in the um, Five Deadly Venoms. I think this movie's greatest strength and its greatest weakness is how it uses special effects, and I, I believe that the the Venoms is where where it does a really good job because it's it 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 just did a great visual sort of way of showing how the venoms are entering this guy's body and how he's unleashing them on people. Do you know what I mean? You, right. You could sort of understand the internal logic of what the what they wanted you to think was going on. And and I just, I don't know, I liked that it was kind of making him crazy and there was like a horror element to it. Like he looked like a horror movie character. Yes, he, he and kinda, that's one of the reasons oh, why I didn't want to see this in the first place because I didn't know if it was going to border on the horror. Did, did you feel it got into horror by the end or? No, I thought it was definitely a martial arts film. It hadn't the element of horror with the disgusting, just the yeah. disgustingness of that character. Yeah. He was a, he's a real revolting character. He's not likable. There's one moment where you feel a little bit of sympathy for him when he's clutching the nephew and he's talking about how he's only family left and he's going to protect him because he you know he doesn't want to be alone or something. There's like a you get a sense of what's motivating this guy, but it's just like this brief window that passes so quickly because in like the not the next scene but very soon after he's just you know he, he's burying his wife and doing all these things. So um and he's not, and he's not, he's, he's never really a nice guy at any point throughout the movie. Even at the beginning, before he fully descends into darkness, he's he's not likable. He's obviously jealous and just kind well, of. Well, I thought he was more likable at the beginning of the movie. Once he had been handed all the power, the likability just went out well, the window. Well, it definitely gets worse, I think. But I feel like even at that beginning part, you know he's a bad guy. Do you know what I mean? Like you know that that guy is gonna that he is the brother that betrays you, not the brother that has your back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, and I get it. But I at the beginning, I did feel kind of sorry for him when the, the story first begins because it's like two brothers one is always going to be better than the other one and i don't know to me it seemed like he would he was the older brother not the younger brother so it you know the older brother getting passed up for promotion 
because his younger brother always has to do everything better than he does. And so I kind of felt bad for him. But then, I don't know, it quickly, like you said, turns to you can tell immediately when they're having the little drink on the, um, I guess it was a log by the river at that one point where he says, um, Beggar So says he's going to give up uh, being in the army and go and just study and become the master that he wants to be. Um, then I, there was something about him right there at that moment that was like, yeah, this brother's going to take revenge somehow and it's going to yeah. be really bad. Yeah. I, I, and I agree with you that I think, I mean, I like how the movie ends cause it goes someplace very interesting and I'm willing to go there with this movie. Like sometimes movies, you're sort of anticipating, okay, this is going to get tied up at, at this act. Like, this is the final act of the film, and that's what we're going to get. And they go on to give you a fourth act or something. But the problem with the fourth act in this movie is it doesn't really connect that well, in my opinion, to the previous material. If it connected, then it would have been satisfying. It would have been more satisfying. But it's still good on its own, so I like it. Do you know what I mean? I was ha- I was still enjoying going there, but I felt like they had kind of the makings of a great movie, and they kind of undercut it by going to the platform. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still entertaining. Yeah. It's it's great martial arts. It's fun. It's, you know, it, it it's not bad. It's just that it it's the thing that kind of makes the movie imperfect, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. To me, the ending... It doesn't ruin the movie, but it just, it kind of unraveled the greatness for me. Yeah. Like, it was a really good movie up until they bring out the platform and the Westerners, and it was just like, do we really have to go here? Yeah. This is not where I wanted to go. I just wanted to be wrapped up in a neat little bow. You know how I am. I like my stories all wrapped up and nicely sorted for me, but it just kind of went off weird to me it was that was completely unnecessary if i don't know what way they could have ended it to make it great or to leave, leave it at the level of greatness because to me that ending felt like a completely different movie like someone else had written it as an afterthought and tacked it on at the end it, it, like yeah it did feel that way i, I mean it, it's the same character but it just felt i don't know it felt weird it, it didn't it it, it was like a zigzag motion. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, mm-hmm. like, like once you're there, it's kind of fine. But it's, I think what it is is they have this this scene where the wife gets buried, and there's this all this emotional stuff and this fight, and it's all it's all really, f like very seamlessly threaded together. Do you know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm. and and then after you have that cathartic moment at the end, that seems like a good place to wrap it up, or to maybe if you are going to go somewhere, have a place where it. It makes a certain amount of sense, and but there's still 40 minutes left to the movie after that. So it's like it's like we're not even close to the end yet. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the part that gets. That's what makes it so strange. It it, it really just kind of continues on. It's almost like it's almost like it's a sequel. Do you know what I mean? It's it almost feels like you're in sequel territory in that last act. Right? Yeah, it's almost like. If there was a sequel, then you would have started there and continued the movie yeah. on to something else to maybe when he died. But it was just like – it was just weird for me the way they ended it. Well, you know what it is? That 
victory on the platform simply does not match the victory over the brother in terms not of weight. Not at all. And so it's like, well, and it's kind of they're kind of repeating the same. So, so number one, I do. I want to. There's one thing I want to mention before I forget. There's a scene in the aftermath when they go to the city and they're beggars. Where, where, his, where he steals his son's potato, and that was one of the other scenes that I was thinking of. There were, there, you know, he steals his son's potato, and then he kicks his son out to go with, with, uh, with General Ma or whatever, Colonel Ma, and that was another. That, those are some of the other scenes I just had in mind where I was just thinking of like, even the main character in this at times becomes extremely unlikable in a lot of ways. You know, like this is, and 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 it's one of the things that I think is kind of a good thing about the movie. You take a character who's drunk and mad and who's normally played for a lot of laughs and, and you know what I mean and and, mm-hmm. and more jovial and he is jovial in moments but the thing that this movie does well is it it kind of gets the it gets the tragedy in there that really explains the drunkenness and the madness and you know what I mean? it's just it just mm-hmm. kind of it adds something interesting and and I think that also making him a little bit mean and unlikable as a result of this is a little more believable. You know I mean, like, like when he, right. when he you took can't it, always be a happy drunk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when he's kind of doing mean things like taking his son's potato, he doesn't take the potato. The, the son gives him the potato. And then rather than expecting, he's going to take a single bite and he just starts eating the whole thing. And the son's just looking on in disbelief. And, 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 you know, they've been wandering is, you know, with begging and looking for food. So, you know, I, 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 th- I, I felt that that kind of, it seemed believable to me, you know, in the, it, so it did do a good job at least of emphasizing the aftermath of that part of the movie, but I don't know, it's still just, overall, I would have preferred if they had kind of ended it after the, the big battle there. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, um, the the whole recovery period uh, on the mountain with Michelle Yeoh's character. Because that's a really important part of the film too, and I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that or what your reaction to it was. I liked the recovery on the mountain. It was very peaceful, and the wife learns is making the wine and the special wine, and then he's drinking all the wine, and he has goes into these training sequences that I thought were really cool with these really cool masters. And then you come to find out (laughs) that they're not really there. So it was just like, I thought that was very well done. I didn't believe that he had gone crazy. I really thought that he had two really cool masters that were training him to take revenge. Like, do you, do you still, do you still believe that, or you just believed it up until it was revealed that he was... I believed it almost up until it was revealed. A little bit before, when Michelle Yeoh's character said that he needed to stop training because, you know, it was damaging him and could kill yeah. him. Um, I was like, I don't know, something told me, what if they're not real? Because he's always drinking. Maybe they're just hallucinations could they be hallucinations and then she was like well i'm gonna go check this out and then it turns out okay they're not there (laughs) yeah and so another thing is i had mentioned that he has sort of this recurring 
thing that happens to him and, and so in this he he has some kind of massive like trauma that takes place then he has this recovery period where he kind of goes mad and has to gather himself together again and that happens in this scene and that's also what happens in the aftermath scene where he uh, after the wife dies he goes even more deep into the madness and the begging and until he finally sort of finds himself on the on the light type platform but uh, but yeah here I, I like this stuff I thought what I thought was cool about it was he had to go mad in order to defeat the brother. Do you know what I mean that was the only way, the only way for him to really madness defeats madness. It yeah. makes complete sense. Yeah, and and also like he had to go because he kind of had to go into himself. Do you know what I mean? He had to he had to sort of defeat himself. Like he was. I think there's even a point where that's said, where the wife says to him, like you're you have two good opponents, your brother and you. Do you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I think that's why he was sort of fighting with the masters in in this maddened state because he's kind of, you know, he's as, as the wife sees, he's really fighting with himself. And so I thought that was just, I don't know, it's just really well done. And it was and it, it's an interesting way to explain a character going mad and to get to sort of the the drunken kung fu master character. You know, I, I thought that I thought that worked really well. I also liked how they shot that stuff. I liked that they they don't they're not really tricking you when they show him meeting the sage and the god of wushu who are his two masters Mm -hmm. it's it's done in a way that's very surreal do you know what i mean like you suddenly go you suddenly go to this landscape that doesn't look like any of the other places there's a heavy heavy cg use and the guys that he meets they look like gods do you know what i mean they're, they're like they're 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 presented as immortals almost. Do you know what I mean? Like they have right. that kind of a vibe, and so it's it, it, I don't know. I, I just I just thought that 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 was kind of a cool way of doing it because then when you get to the point when they reveal it, you're like, oh yeah, that clearly was madness. That wasn't something that was actually happening. So yeah, it was almost like stepping into a war, a different world, but it was it was. A haziness to it. Yeah. It wasn't like a clear, crystal clear shot. Like when you see, when it's revealed to you and you're looking from the perspective of the wife, everything's like crystal clear. But when you're looking from his perspective, everything kind of takes on this like, to me, it was like a yellow kind of sandy haze. Yeah. Like this is dream world. It was like, huh, yeah, he is a little bit crazy. And, um, and, Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. And Gordon Liu plays plays the uh, the sage, which is appropriate because he was in Young Vagabond, which is another Beggar So film. And so, you know, this is a, you know cool connective tissue. Um, and the guy who played the God of Wushu reminded me a lot of Derek Yi, and I'm trying to figure out why. But there's like this one shot of him doing kung fu from like a profile, and it's um. I don't know. It just struck me as very Derek Yee like, and but he looks nothing like him in his facial features. But there's I don't know something about him. Like the, that, his presence was maybe his similar. presence was very similar. And and just before I forget, because I'm looking at the cast page, and I did want to mention there is a character named Iron Maiden in this, which I like. I thought that was kind of uh-huh. cool. Iron Maiden and Iron Lad. Iron Lad. Uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was. I don't know. I don't think it was intentional, but it's just nice that it kind of fell into place that way. But maybe it was intentional. I don't know. Um, and who knows if that's what it means in the original, uh, you know, in the original Mandarin. But uh, but yeah. So 
I, I, I want to talk about something too before we forget about it. The David Carradine cameo. Um, when I first saw this, it was when did he die? Two thousand nine was it? He died two thousand December two thousand nine, and this okay. was released in early two thousand ten. So when I saw this, I had no idea he was in the movie, and. I mean, maybe they give him a credit at the beginning. I don't know, but it mu- I must have not noticed it or whatever because when I got to that scene, I just remember being so surprised that he was in the movie and and also a little surprised by how haggard he looked too because I guess it was his last, like one of the last films that he did. Um, yeah, it might have been his last. Yeah, he lo- he he definitely he he has aged a lot. If you if like the last time you saw him was like Kill Bill, say or. There was that. Um, there was a comedy film that he was in about a guy that goes to jail and he he trains him as his kung fu master. It was a uh, um, oh god, I can't remember the the actor's name, but there was another movie he was in between the two. But he just he, he's aged. But I thought it was kind of an interesting role for him because he plays the evil westerner. You know, he plays the guy yes. who's just like this merciless. What is he like? A circus ringmaster? Is that what he's supposed his to be? His outfit was very um, circus circus headmaster type you know it wasn't it like red jacket and like black pants somehow it reminded me i got that three ring circus kind of vibe yeah. from him and they get and the platform has tigers under it and there's you know the 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 guys all look like circus performers that are fighting on that they have fighting on this pit so i, I don't know but that was the vibe he gave and he's just so evil and it just kind of works because Garradine is you know He's kind. Maybe I kind of get this feeling. Maybe it connects a little bit to his personality, but he's sort of good at being a mean, nasty guy. Do you know what I mean? Like it just kind of mm-hmm. works. And so, so I, so I liked, I, I, I liked seeing him at that point in the movie. And I thought, even though I did feel it was dis, very disconnected from the earlier parts of the movie, I really did like the platform scene. I thought that it was a great fight sequence, and I, I liked. I mean. Maybe there's another movie where they they're both where they where they where they have the tigers under the platform like that, but I don't remember ever seeing that before. And I thought that that added something to the fight. That just anytime somebody approached the edge, you you, uh-huh. you the danger was so much more enhanced by having those tigers in the. the it's a little ridiculous, but it actually does work. Um, it's definitely a deterrent to not go over the edge, um, but. I thought that that scene was a good scene, just not good in this movie. It just—I I still can't get over the way it ended. But I, I agree with me. you. I agree with you. I just—I'm just saying, taking it on its own. Right. It's a, it's a good. It's a good. Scene. It's a good fight scene. It's a good fight scene, and it, it does have some interesting emotional beats. But it—it it, it, just none of them can compare. Once once you have that scene where he loses his wife, where are you gonna? How are you going to match that? Right. That's the right. that's the problem. And so it kind of it kind of goes into this fourth act where he uh, he he finds himself on the lie tie platform and recovers his you know I don't know, he gets his groove back we'll say and it's uplifting, but you kind of almost want a non-uplifting ending in a movie like this because it's so tragic, you know? So, uh, so it just kind of feels like a, it feels like a, uh, a faint smile at the end because you know of all that, you know what I mean? It just, it just doesn't Mm -hmm. quite, uh, it just doesn't quite work. But I think as a, as a scene on its own, I think it's really cool. They got the tigers at the, like that. Okay. So this, this platform is like a circular platform with, with, uh, 
what what like a 20 foot drop down to the floor and like yeah. a little narrow bridge leading across to where all the audience members are they have people in the stands smoking opium they have women that look like they're prostitutes they have all kinds like, yeah they have all kinds of stuff going they just create this whole little world here it's and, a circus yeah it's a circus environment and so i don't know I, I i enjoy that kind of stuff i like when they turn a location into a place that I don't know. It's sort of like going on a Pirates of the Caribbean ride or something. I mean, you just get that 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 atmospheric vibe to it, and and I I don't know, just fighting over tigers and and also the that scene. I thought they did a good job of establishing these guys have been killing men left and right. Like they mm-hmm. like that's all they seem to want to do is just humiliate the local Chinese population by killing their best fighters. And so when by the time he gets on that platform, you realize how dangerous these people are, and 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 so the the fight just has a lot of weight to it. But but again, you have to take it on its own because, like we said, it doesn't really connect to to the earlier stuff as well. So I just think in isolation, it's a good scene, and um, it's all and again, it is almost kind of its own movie. Like it's not that the ending is bad. Like if I just started watching the movie when they wander into town. I get a nice short little martial arts movie that has some heart, right? With the whole right. with the whole Colonel Ma character and all that stuff. It's just that it, none of it can compare to the the earlier portion of the film. That's the problem. Um, and so it, it almost it almost should have been like a web featurette or something. Do you know what I mean? Like a like like an like an extra that came on the DVD. Uh-huh, or a short. Yeah, I think I think it would have worked better because then it would have been a pleasant surprise. It would have been like, well, there's this this other little thing that you get, but it doesn't. It doesn't affect the rest of the movie as much because it's not right. part of the it's not part of the actual structure of it. So, and like you said at the beginning, they had like forty. I guess that part was like forty minutes. Yeah, I looked. It, it was, was forty like, minutes. We have all this time to fill, <laughs> so let's put this here. That's the way it felt to me. I, a forty-minute short would have been would have been good. Or an extra at the end of the movie or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, it definitely – and the thing that's funny is I did remember the movie doing that. Like I remembered the the stuff that happened with his wife and his brother ending way too early. And the only thing I couldn't remember is exactly how early it, it ended. And so when they had the scene where they were fighting over the water, for a brief mm-hmm. moment I was like, oh, no, maybe this is where like that part of the movie is all dealt with. And – and the rest of the movie is like two hours long. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, but thankfully, you know, it, it, it's only 40 additional minutes. It's not like, you know, half the movie or something, but, uh, but pretty close. I mean, it's, what was it? An hour, 55 minutes, this film. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, but, but you do get a very unexpected David Carradine performance. And I don't know, were there any other fight sequences or cameos or anything like that, that, you wanted to bring up before we get into sort of recommendations and things and, and, and ratings. Yeah. Let's go back to the crazy villain. Okay. Because there's something really wrong with someone when they decide that they want to put, um, what was it? Black gold into their skin to act as armor, to be invincible, to be deflecting <laughs> weapons. I mean, that's a whole level, new level of craziness that we've never seen in a, a movie before. That that was cool. I really liked. I mean, it, it it's one of those moves where it could, it definitely could not have worked. Like you could see a movie doing that, and it just comes off 
very silly and ridiculous. Right. And this kind of had like there was, you know, you you had to buy into it. But I like that he was so committed that he sewed the armor into his flesh. And also, you're thinking as you're watching it, and this is before antibiotics. Like this, that's not like a that's not like a a small maneuver in in an age when you can't cure an infection with penicillin or something. You know, so right. And it, you, it had to be painful because he was like, they sewed it in little piece by little piece, and it's like, okay, how little were those pieces, and how long did this take? Because that just was a whole new level kind of craziness. But it brought out in the five venom fist the toad. That was the toad-like quality that he had with the invincible skin. So it was just like, okay, this man was completely crazy. And go back to what you were saying about the um, relationship that he had with his sister. Because, yeah, he was kind of creepy with that. I mean, he was in love with his sister, wasn't he? Like, am I crazy to think that? Because it felt like Scarface to me. It felt like that level of something is going on here where because I don't know if you in Scarface it's never it's never confirmed really but once his sister expresses the suspicion it sort of confirms the audience's suspicion do you know what I mean it's sort of like it's about as close as you can get without the protagonist confirming it and I feel like here you get the impression that the sister is very wary of him for good reason do you know what I mean like there's a like this is his sister She, she is not treating her brother the way a sister normally treats her brother. She's very aware of his nature, I think. And Right. I don't know if it was that he was in love with her and that's the creepiness that she got. I was to me, it was kind of like I don't know how old the brother, how old they were when their, their father was killed. And maybe he exhibited some behaviors as a kid that scared the crap out of her mm-hmm. and made her, you know, really worry of him so that as they grew up, you know, she's getting more and more cautious around him. And now he's just turned into this complete freaking looking weirdo. And that really scares her. And and we know that the that his father was no good, that his father trained in the same Kung Fu as he did. And that right. affected his mind. And so, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there was something really weird going on with it. It, it, it seemed to get into very strange territory. And I, I think at the very least that, that question enters your mind, whether you know where it's supposed to be going or not. Where did that question enter your mind? I think it was there most of the time because I th- I was like, this guy is way too obsessed with his sister and way too resentful towards her husband. Do you know what I mean? Like, a normal brotherly reaction is, I'm happy that my sister has found, like, one of the best martial arts practitioners. To You know what I mean? Like, he should but be... not when he's the son of the man who's killed your father. Then I, get, I, I guess, yeah, I guess that. How can, you, how can you betray me by loving the man who is the son of the man who killed our father. I mean, that's enough to drive... I, I see. I, but I feel like a normal reaction to that, like even with that that in mind, the more normal reaction would be to feel conflicted about it. Do you know what I mean? Rather than... Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it just didn't... He didn't seem brotherly to me in any way. He some, seemed very creepy. Uh, I... I, I, I I don't think anybody would want a brother like this. I mean, would you? If I, oh, if I wrong? No, not. You know. definitely so, not. So, so yeah, I don't know. But 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 from the very from very early on, I had that feeling. But at the scene right before when he buries her, 
there's like a moment where he seems way too intimate with her. Do you know what I mean? He just seems too close to her or something. Like it's and it's not it's not like brotherly affection at all. I just did right. so now again, maybe it's just because he's crazy and it's just how it comes off. I don't know, but that was my impression with it. And I think that I don't know, the I I feel like his character is kind of a obviously his character is he's all about family, right? Like that's that's the one good thing you can maybe say about him is that he's all about family, but I feel like he's a perversion of that virtue. I was going to say that. Yeah. What was that? I was getting ready to say that. Oh, yeah. My my thinking was he had a perverted sense of what family really is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know, it's just it's just, but it ends but it, it works because he's so he's so frightening as a character. Like it really it, you know you when when the wife gets buried, uh, you you know he's gonna let her die. Do you know what I mean? Like you you have no doubt about this guy's commitment. Yeah, he, I think he was gonna let him her die whether he won or he lost. If well, obviously if he lost and no one knew where she was, then she would die. But I think he still would have left her there even after. If he had won, he still would have left her there. What's funny is I remembered I, – I didn't remember if the son had lived or died in that that scene. And so I uh-huh. I thought but, – but then when I re- tried to remember the end of the movie, I didn't remember the son being there. So I assumed he dies and, it you know, he didn't. And so, you know, the I, I, was, I was a little bit pleasantly surprised that he didn't kill the nephew. Do you know what I mean? Like that was the, the one good thing in that in that sequence there. But uh, but yeah, what what? Oh, we we got to talk about Michelle Yeoh because she has a pretty important role too. Uh, even though it's it's a little misleading because I think on some of the covers of the movie she's in like front and center in the cover, and you you might see that and think, oh, Michelle Yeoh is like one of the most important characters in this movie, but she's really kind of more the 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 figure who comes in and helps lift him up when he's at one of his lowest moments, and then helps him recover and then you don't really see her except for a couple of other scenes after that so you know what did you think about that character what did you think about the use of Michelle Yeoh there um I would have liked to see her in a more in more action role but I liked her character um she was very encouraging to both uh so and his wife and you know and she is the protagonist for um, getting the wife to realize that he really doesn't have these two masters I, I don't think the wife would have realized that if she hadn't have said something about the training going too far um, but no I liked her I just would have liked to see more action from her yeah and I, I mean and I thought she was a good choice because you did need somebody who you believed could be that that kind of a figure do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, she has the, you know, she's got the veteran status to sort of, to make that sort of a character work. And, and I think that, uh, you know, it's just that I, I remember, I remember thinking this was going to be more of a Michelle Yeoh movie based on the cover that I saw of the film when I saw it. Okay. And so it was kind of disappointing in that respect, but, but otherwise it's, I thought it was a good use of her. And, and yeah, so were there any other, uh, actors that we've we've neglected to talk about. No, I think we've covered everybody. Okay. Oh, what did you think of the fight? The fight choreography in general. Did you have any thoughts on that? Was it? Did you think it was good or? 
I thought it was good. I I liked it. I mean, you can tell that there was a little wire work, but um, I think it was really well done for the most part. And I, I like wire work, and, so I'm fine with the wire work. Right. Um, and I, I think everyone who fought was proficient in it. It didn't look like anyone was out of step um, or, you know, just plain lousy at it. They were, I think they all played very well and beggar. So was awesome. And so was the villain. I, I mean, that guy played that part. I, he was so freaky, creepy. They but did a good really job with the hand part. strikes, I thought, in this movie. This movie yes. did a good job of capturing hand strikes. It's the kind of film where I had, I, I'm with you, I had zero complaints about any of the physical performances that I saw, and the performances were solid enough that I was sort of left to quibble over editing, do you know what I mean, which isn't really... Right. And so, and there were only things that I maybe noticed on the second time around. I don't think I picked up on them the first time around, but just some of the fight sequences, I was like, well, maybe that could have been a little bit more clear, do you know what I mean? Like, maybe it was a little mm-hmm. bit shaky or not obvious what was happening but and it didn't seem to have a reason for being shaky except to maybe add like a sense of tension to it or something I don't know but uh, but I thought and it wasn't shaky cam it's just that there were some of the scenes where I was having a little bit of trouble tracking some of the movements but it's fairly minor complaint I think and overall I really liked it I liked I liked how the the hits felt in the movie and I liked the uh, the the tone, like the visual tone that was that was going on, and the way that that affected how the fight scenes looked. I mean, there was like a I don't know what kind of filter they used on this film, but it had a mm-hmm. filter, and it was almost it was almost like a purple effect or something. I don't know what purple or gray or something like there was a there was just this the shade to the movie that that I thought complemented the action scenes, and so. So yeah, I, I I I like the fight choreography. Um, yeah, so I don't know what. I guess we need to to do our our what is it? Our zero one to four uh, star. No, uh, one to five. I thought is it was it one five? to five. You're right. It's one to five. It's one to five. It's been so long. I don't know. We'll have to. Well, we're gonna have to stick with it if we go with it. So if we inadvertently expanded well, our ratings to a five, that's fine. Um, it's it has been so long. Yeah, maybe it was a four because I no. don't think I give very many movies a four. Yeah, I think it was a four out of four stars. I think you're right. I think you're right. What, how do you want to do it? Because we obviously can't go look that up right now. So right. I'll leave Let's it to you do to make four the, out of four. Okay, so we are not sure if this is our normal ranking system. We're a little bit behind, and so. If we're off, you just have to keep that in mind when you listen to that review, that this might not match our normal ranking system. Um, if Adam were here, I'm sure he, he seems to be he seems to be particular about the, the rankings, if I recall. But Yeah, and uh, no halvesies. Yeah, yeah, no, and no, yeah, we will not have halvesies here. So on a scale of one to four, what would you give this movie? I would give this movie a solid three. I would have given it a four had we not had the weirdo ending but I liked the character I loved um, the whole tone of the movie the whole tragedy the love story between the wife and the husband it was a really good solid film 
But because of the ending, I have to give it a three and not a four. If they had ended it after the wife died and the son and um, beggar so had uh, wandered off into the next town, then or what have you, and it would have been a four. But yeah, I'm sticking with the three for this one. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. I give it a 3, and I would have given it a 4 if it had wrapped up at that climax more, rather than give us that second portion. Um, so yeah, but it, but it's a solid 3. It's it's a real, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I think the only thing I would say in terms of recommending it to people is this is a kind of movie, like, like a, you have to be willing to hang out with the characters for a little while in that recovery period. And if that sort of thing bothers you as a viewer, you might not have a good time. Do you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that is something I would be wary of in my recommendation. But I thought that that kind of helped build the characters a lot. So I really enjoyed it. But, but you, but it, but it isn't exactly the, even though it has like the training sequences, it's kind of, you, it's one of these things where you kind of have to watch the lead wallow and, kind of be a little bit of a of an annoying person uh that his wife has to pick up right like there's a you know but he has to regain his confidence after being beaten so bad so we have to look at the um well i totally agree with you but we do have to look at the fact that they're out in the middle of nowhere and they have to take care of each other and she really has to spend more time booing in his confidence in order to take on this completely lunatic brother yeah. of theirs because um, if she doesn't do it he's not going to get up the courage on his own to do it because he was already too wallowy in his own um, in his own self pity because he couldn't use his arm and it wasn't as strong as it was But and her special wine I think also helped buoy him yeah. Um, yeah. to make him believe that he could get stronger. And I know we're at our recommendation phase, but I do want to say that's one of the elements I like too. I like how that's the explanation for why he drinks in a way that it's his way of remembering his wife. Do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that? That's really cool. That's that. There's something very poetic about that. And and he he knows that it was the wine was sold in the area and in the country, so he's always looking for. His wife's wine. Yeah. So yeah. And that and that is the part of the epilogue that I like. It's just that it's not really the focus of the epilogue. But I like right. that you do have that moment where he encounters the other drunken fighter in the in the um uh in, I think it was an inn or something, and he asks him if it's Ying's wine, and I I just I I think that there's that was a really cool element. But yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that that it's unwarranted what they do with them. I think it works in the movie. I'm just saying, I'm recommending this to viewers, but they should keep in mind that they will have to see this character uh, go through a phase like that, which, you know, some people might react negatively to. Um, I I did think it worked. And I thought also it helped, it gave the wife character, like you, you respected her more as a character Mm -hmm. because, uh, because she's sort of lifting him up and it's, it's really interesting because he is going crazy. He really is going mad. And her decision to leave and go handle it herself makes sense because he's crazy. But at the same time, his craziness actually pays dividends. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
so she was wrong in a way, but but she was being totally rational. Do you know what I mean? So it it it's sort of what you would do as a viewer if as if you were put in her shoes. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. I like that. There's there's an interesting because that's the tragedy. She doesn't die the way she dies if she goes if she doesn't go back like that. So it's and 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 it's and it's. It just it just adds to the movie a lot, you know. It's sort of it's that moment in the film, especially on a second watch, where you're like, no, don't, don't go. He's just about to, yeah, he's just about to hit his peak, you know. And so, it's 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 why you can watch Romeo and Juliet again and again, and it doesn't mm-hmm. get boring. It's that kind of a thing. So, um, but yeah, I do recommend it, and I do know it had. Again, I'm not. I, I I deliberately avoided reading other reviews and reception ratings of this film, so I don't know where it ranks. But my impression has long been that this film has some kind of cult status in in the fan community. I don't know if you've got the same impression or not. I have no idea because I don't check out any of that stuff before I watch any of these movies. Oh. I just watch them because I enjoy the genre and I like talking about it. So I never take into consideration really anybody else's opinion when I'm watching it or if I'm deciding to watch it so what's well, what gave me that impression was just that I remember seeing posts of it on social media from people I mean I would see somebody I know mm-hmm. online post a picture of it or you know comment here but that was about it which is a small sampling so I don't really you know I, it could be way off like maybe those are the five people in the world who have an opinion on the movie and so but uh, but yeah. So again, it's it's true legend. It's 2010. It's Yuan Wu Ping, and it's available on Prime right now, right? Like if you have Prime, mm-hmm. you can just watch it. So I would I would recommend that to people. It's definitely it's definitely worth checking out if you got it on a streaming service. And I I think it's even worth buying this movie. I think it's you know it's a film that you know again I will add up the asterisk that I watched it like almost 10 years ago and haven't watched it since. But it's it's one that I kind of wouldn't mind having on my shelf so that I could watch it again if I want to. Do you know what I mean? It's that, that kind mm-hmm. of movie. So, in fact, I I might even have it on my shelf. I honestly don't know. It's it, it which is really bad when you don't know what movie you have on your shelf. Um, I feel like I bought this movie shortly after seeing it on a streaming service. I think I saw it on Netflix or something, and oftentimes. Even if I don't watch it when I buy it, I will buy the movie just so that I have it because I know it's going to go off of the streaming service or something. Right. And I feel like this is one of those movies where I probably do have it somewhere. But this time around, I watched it on Prime with you. So, you know, uh, so we, we saw the Prime version, which I, I'm, it seemed the same as the version I saw before. I don't think it's any different. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. And, and, uh, and also, if we, if we can, we'll try to maybe watch Fearless as a comparison down the road. We'll have some other Wusha Weekend episodes coming up. We're going to be doing other movies. And until then, we will talk to you later. Bye.